Hey, what's up? This is Chef Noel Cunningham, your Jamaican chef. Welcome to What's Cooking with Chef Noel, the podcast that dishes on the food and beverage industry and the entrepreneurial spirit and everything relevant to being a chef. If you love to cook or eat, this is a show for you. What's Cooking with Chef Noel, witty, real and informative. You know, one of the things for me is is keeping consistency when we talk about branding and, and product development and because uh, farmers down there to grow for us. Oh. And no, I think it gives you a, a, a fundamental understanding of the things you need to to have as tools in your arsenal. So, for example, as you're doing your business, you're going to have to create a spreadsheet to basically even just know the first thing, which is your costs and then to set a forecast. Um, and then to manipulate the formulas within that spreadsheet, for example, as your costs change, because as we are, as you know now, for example, we're living in this environment where inflation is, is, is up there. Yeah. So your costs are constantly changing. And welcome back to another episode of What's Cooking with Chef Noel. And joining me today is Michael, the owner and CEO of Nerpies Inc. In 2008, Nerpies recognized that there was a vibrant and growing demand for great tasting spicy food among today's diverse communities. So they began making hot sauces in Richmond Hill, Ontario, right here in Canada. The company's aim and mission are to share great tasting, deliciously flavorful hot sauces and marinades that are tasty, hot and truly enjoyable. Nerpies is committed to producing hot sauces and marinades that truly excite the taste buds and radiate the magical flavors of all food. But today we're talking branding, the consistency of branding, packaging and marketing and trust me there's no better person to talk about branding and marketing and packaging with than my good friend sir michael so guess what let's go so it's time to get the conversation nice hot and spicy with the man himself sir michael what's up my yes. bro yes my brother give thanks uh yes. appreciate appreciate of the the invite to the to the um to the podcast long overdue and of course you are the um buy blacks winner right in what's the category again uh consumer package goods for yeah. um 2022 yes and of course you know let's start right there let's start a conversation right there in terms of branding and packaging because when it comes to hot sauces right there are so many sauces out there, especially on the shelves when you see in the stores. But Nerpies stand out, stood out, been doing its thing. How important is it for you in terms of branding and packaging? Yeah, branding is 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 um is key. And you know, consistency in the branding, I think, has really been something that has really kind of kept off uh, kept the face and kept the brand yeah 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 <laughs> going for years <laughs> i mean as we you know we started out with with um with one product and as the brand has developed and grown the the, the branding the the um the packaging has remained consistent yeah so you know with all the products that we have now as you look across the lineup um the packaging remains the same the, same. the logo is the same the, yeah. the imaging, everything and and you know from all the marketing materials, uh, banners, uh, website, uh, yeah. social media platform, everything yeah. remains the same. So branding is is very, very important. So you're saying consistency is also key. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So what inspired your logo, that face? Which is... Well... <laughs> <laughs> it's very know, funny. And you know that. 
Yeah, man, straight up, straight up. I mean, listen, I, 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 um, I guess it's a we're taking a page out of the of of a master plan that was developed from many others before, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Things like um, KFC, McDonald's, all of them big brands that have a face to the brand. You know what I mean? Or behind the brand. So um, it wasn't my idea, but I have a, I have a um, brilliant graphic designer who took an image of myself, yeah. put it in a caricature form. And, um, you know, when he sent it back to me as a proof, I said, no, nah, man, take my face off the thing, Regin. I don't want to be front and center like center. that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, it worked. And, it worked, uh, yeah. you know, when I sent it out to, to, to my friends and family as a, as a proof to say, hey, what do you guys think about this? Everybody loved it. And I think that um, sentiment has uh, also resonated within the marketplace now, to, still today. You know, everybody yeah. sees the branding and uh, likes the caricature and it it, it yeah. has, a, it has a, 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 a image that uh, that people can kind that's of different yeah. yeah and they can know? they can connect with it people like <laughs> people like things that they can connect with you know in terms of the sauces like I guess you were just there on your veranda or, you know on your patio since we're in Canada and you're like I need to make some hot sauce what started this well you know it bro you I mean you lived out west in Canada yeah. so I mean you know how it is you're going to a a, a, a major grocery chain and you you can't find uh, what we know as a Scotch bonnet uh, based hot pepper sauce, unless you're going to like um, a West Indian grocery store. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of those brands that sometimes you can't find them. You go into the store and they're not there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I remember at one point looking for a brand like named um, Matooks and even going into certain and certain West Indian stores. And if and, and also, too, if you're not even close to a West Indian store, you have to kind of go to your way to go get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, I wanted to create a brand with a hot pepper sauce that you could find in a mainstream grocery store. You could go to like um, a Metro or a, or a Sobeys or, yeah. or, you know, a, a store like that and find a product or even a niche um, non-West Indian store, uh, whether it's a boutique store, gourmet, a butcher shop, you name it. Yeah, uh, some sort of food related store and find um, a scotch bonnet based pepper sauce because, as I said, the availability was very, very limited. Yeah, very. Um, and, you know, people say, well, you know, there's a lot of hot sauces and things like that on the market. But as I'm as I'm illustrating, it's not everywhere. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, there was an opportunity. I saw an opportunity. And as a matter of fact, how big the 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 sauce industry, not just hot sauce, but barbecue sauce, jerk, yeah. condiments on a whole, yeah. how big the hot sauce market was in the U.S. Um, and this was going back 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, and I thought, hey, man, listen, this is something I can I, I can uh, associate with. I, I I love to eat. I love yeah. food. I love spicy food. I love spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of started off as a as a um, as an idea and yeah. as a passion project. And um, yeah, and the rest is yeah. history. And I think for me though, the and this is my opinion, um, that the best hot sauces, you know, they are all, of course, fresh ingredients. Um, I would say when it's like it's local, it's also, you know, it's done in batches, not this big mass production hot sauces. Yeah, man, 100%. And not just hot sauces, gourmet style or, or as you mentioned, like small batch. Um, yeah really passionately created with 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 um you know sort of a love for for clean ingredient decks yeah. and things like that and as you mentioned the things that are not watered down and, and mass produced you know what i mean so yeah um yeah and the industry continues to grow i mean the hot sauce business i see you know i have been in being in the business now for for so many years yeah um, i've seen so many other com companies and smaller brands come up Smart, in the industry yeah. and, and doing yeah. well you know what i mean so yeah 
um, the market is welcome to it. You know, even though it's a board, there's a lot of a lot of hot sauces on the market. As yeah. as I mentioned earlier, there's still a lot of room for growth with within the industry itself. You know, yeah, yeah, especially on the small craft uh, side of things. You look at craft brew craft beer brewers as an example. That yeah, yeah. Have their niche in the space where big brands like Molson's and Heineken and all those guys yeah, yeah. for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, but, but it's it, definitely key. But things, you know, you know, it's an ever changing time, and I think like, most people they're eating much. Um, I would say much on the gourmet side, more for experience, more for supporting. So even though we have those bigger brands, we're still not intimidated by them because we know what we're offering on a smaller level as well yes 100 percent. and as i mentioned i think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said things like being mass produced a lot of times you see these bigger brands out there yeah and they're mass produced with um and and like i said they're they're things that are in the ingredient deck like some fillings and, and waters and things like fillings, that. Water. yeah, yeah water down the, the, and stretch the product and and mm -hmm. essentially uh the take away from the original flavor that was developed and created. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in order to hit um, mass market. So nowadays, when you see people looking at um, smaller batch items, small um, craft produced items, they are looking yeah. for, they're reading ingredient deck. They're looking yeah, for the sodium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lower sodium stuff, product, yeah. things like that. Yeah, man, yeah. definitely. Because it's more um, on the LTS side, though, you know. All natural. You started in 2008, you know, doing business here, you know. It can be very tricky, can be very challenging. What's the journey been like for you in terms of, you know, from registering and marketing and branding and getting in stores and... Yeah, it's a hurdle, you know what yeah. I mean? Long I, sound, I sound tired. I'm, I'm tired <laughs> by, by saying all that. Brother, trust me. It's, it's, Social it's, media, the work it, works. It works. And, and I want to tell you something. I mean, okay, now we're in this world of social media. When I started, that, you know, I was on a BlackBerry you know, so I wasn't even on Android. So getting yeah. into things like Instagram and all that wasn't yeah. part of my um, even immediate um, yeah. day to day. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's, you know, it, it's a lot of R&D. I mean, I spent, uh, I would think, uh, sorry, uh, recall about, I would say about a year and a half, just kind of trying to figure out um, product stability, uh, shelf life. Um, and in the midst of all that, you know, working on, on a label and, and logos and, mm -hmm. you know, putting a business plan together and all of those kind of things. So, um, and even when all of that was done, it was like, okay, how do we actually get to market now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Figuring out uh, what require now to go out in the marketplace, how we can get the product position on a shelf and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey. It still is a journey right now. Still, uh, yeah. You know, I'm still trying to get into some into some markets um, and and get into uh, work with distributors to get the brand across Canada and into the U.S. Uh, and the journey continues. You know, I'm, it's like I said to people, like you clear one hurdle and there's another one down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the first time I know I saw you through um, Facebook. I think the first time I actually met was I think it was 2020. I think it was 2020 at the Appleton thingy. When Joy right. was here, with Joy, first, yes. yeah, and then and then we start running to each other now at events and yeah. you know the food show there at the end of you know the influencer night thing we right. saw each other yeah but and then once we see Nerp you know you know it's always a good time <laughs> on that spice yeah but what are some of the challenges though that you because for me right when I started my jerk marinade in 2016 I was doing a, doing this event and they were like oh why don't you bottle 
this jerk sauce, it's so good, a jerk season about jerk marinade. And I said, okay, why not? I didn't want to be on shelf, really and truly. I just wanted to keep yeah. it more, um, I would say, I keep using the word um, gourmet, but not really gourmet, but more like whenever time I have it, you get it, or keep it more local, or keep it, you know, underground niche. kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, niche. Yeah, because I know for sure that, look, I can't compete with the bigger brands on shelf because of the price. Right. And I'm not really producing like moss like what you're even doing now. And I'm sure when you started, you weren't producing what you're producing now, for sure. But then one of my problems was um the labeling, right? So there must be like French and English, and the graphic work must be a certain size, and there's lots of rules. And I end up paying for design way more than yeah. I could have or should have if I was doing it now. Yes, absolutely. It, listen, it was the same thing with me, my brother. Um. I remember buying, uh, paying for a nutritional facts table back in the day, you know, yeah. and just for one product, it cost me like, um, I think it was at the time, $350. Yeah. I think the price is even more now. Um, and, you know, it wasn't until I found out that there was alternatives as to how I could get the labels done. And fortunately for some of the other labels, I had somebody who worked in that field that just oh. through networking. And so I got a couple others done at no charge. Yeah. Then as, and that's, it's a constantly changing thing right now. The Canadian food inspection agency has changed requirements for, for what your compliance has to be with respect to those NFTs and your labeling and all that. Right. Yeah. And that continues to evolve. I remember at one time, you know, we found out that, okay, on the label, it has a state uh, made from domestic and imported ingredients. So that was also another change that you no, know, as you run a label, yeah. design, you have to yeah, change yeah. again, which is now more setup cost and then yeah. additional cost to run again, you know? Wow. Um, so yeah, labeling and all those things, there's, there's, um, barcode is different price too. Barcode is another thing. And as a matter of fact, now in order to get into some of these major grocery chains, you have to send your product into a company called GS1 here in Canada. Anyway, yeah. get your product, um, you know, uh, picture taken and call it a photo capture. So it's, it's now in their database and what oh. product looks like and all of that kind of thing. Oh. Um, and then to ensure that, um, it meets all of the requirements, on their end, so they check it with CFIA. If it's okay, then you're good to go. If not, then send it back to you and say, listen, this this is not um, compliant. Wow. Yeah, so it's still, uh, it's as I said, it, the, <laughs> the journey is is ongoing. And yeah. it's a hurdle race, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then, like for me personally, I couldn't do all that because I have other stuff that I do, right? My cakes, my catering, my this. And doing this that you're doing is like a full-time, like a full-time job. Yeah, def well, yeah, it's full time for me now. Um, when I started, it was a part time thing. I mean, at the time, you know, uh, I only had about three products in development at the time. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I had the vision for many more, um, but it was something that I started, like I said, as a part time thing because, as you said, you know, the requirements to to, to do all of this full time. Um, I didn't have the the um, the system in place or the the, the capital to leave my full time yeah. job to go to yeah, yeah. until. Most of my things were ready to go. And I mean, uh, that, uh, you know, from 2008 to 2016, it was it, before I went into it full time. Yeah. Um, You know, it was always just a part time project. So, you know, for, for, for eight, you know, you talk about a year and a half in development. And then by the time you get everything done, you know, another, another few years before we actually went to market and then yeah. went to market with it full time. It's a um, process. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah, man. It's a process, bro. It's, it's a, a process, process. Yeah. And I'm happy to hear that because, you know, even on the podcast here, I try to share the entrepreneurial journey, which oftentimes people don't see because, of course, I would see your finished product. 
but I don't know the story behind it. And the story yeah. is very important. Yeah. And I think it creates more um appreciation as well for the products and the creators uh as well, especially for small businesses. Because it's a struggle out here, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of your favorite ways? Like I use your I think it's a gold one, like to marinate my chicken breast, you know, to do a nice saute. And trust me, it's like it's an it's not just an hot sauce, but it's like a nice marinade. Yeah, you can use it multiple ways. Especially, I mean, like for me, yeah. I like doing like chicken wings with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can marinate and throw it on the grill. But, um, you know, it's funny too because being in the industry, I try so many hot, other hot sauces. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoy that, right? So, yeah. um, I like to try different things. And a lot of times when I'm going through other other brands and, and trying other products and things. Sometimes I run out or, uh, you know, I have an open bottle of mine and I, you know, end up using it again. And I, because I've been going through so many other sauces, I forget what my own tastes like. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like when I go back to it, I'm like, man, okay. Yeah, yeah man. Good to have you back in, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I like hot I like sauces, but some of them, to be honest to you, I can't take the one that's are so like vinegar based, so heavy in vinegar. Yeah. Then some of them, you have to just push it aside. It's too hot. There's not no flavor. And I'm like, yeah, I know it should yeah. be hot. Don't get me wrong, but there should be some amount of flavor. Absolutely. There are some that are that are just extreme. And there are some that, as you said, have a high vinegar load. Some of them have way too much sodium. Yeah. Um, some of them, you know, depend on what type of peppers they use. They're not hot enough. And some, in some cases, now what you have now in the industry is that um, you have these extremes. So, for example, yeah. hottest pepper in the world right now, the Carolina Reaper. And then there's another one called Pepper X. And a lot of people are going towards these extremes and a lot of times you find these hot sauces out there with these hot peppers and and they miss the mark in terms of um actually balancing out um the spice uh, the heat the and flavor. flavor yeah yeah and, and that has been that was always the key with my items you know what i mean it was trying yeah. to find the right balance between heat and still give you a unique flavor profile that yeah. gold one you mentioned is very traditional west indian style pepper sauce you know mango yeah. scotch. um the other one we do is a pomegranate uh red wine vinegar base with beetroot and carrot that's one oh, very, very different. Nice. Very unique. Yeah. Um, not as hot as the gold one, but a really nice flavor. You know what I mean? I got some from you, man. I'm taking my time with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I you know, good sauce. Yeah. I want to say something. For me, you know, part of the I don't know if I get in ahead of you, but I mean, you know, talking about Scotch wine and things like that. Um, you know, one of the things for me is is keeping consistency when we talk about branding and and product development and yeah, yeah, and so on. Um, it was very difficult for me to get Scotch bonnet peppers year round as I was scaling the operation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we started a project down in Jamaica uh, back in 2018, uh, 2019, and we were able to get uh, farmers down there to grow for us. Oh. And now we have basically set up a project where we have a number of farmers that grow Scotch bonnet peppers for us exclusively. Yeah. Uh, we take those Scotch bonnets, we sort them based on 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 um, color and quality. And then we take them, crush them into a mash format and, and ship that up here to me. So every time you buy one of my products, some money is going back home. Oh, nice. You understand me, brother? Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. And that's good information. And as you said, you're not sure if you were ahead of me because I meant to ask you that. What is it like in terms of quality control? Because, yeah. you know, for here, the season changes. Right. And the flavors are different. The heat level are different. Because it happened to me as well. Because I have my recipe to know, okay, for my jerk season, I know how much scotch one that I'm using. Yeah. But then every batch is different. 
Yeah, and that is it. You know what I mean? I used to go down to the food terminal and, and buy and buy peppers. And when I go down there, you know, um, sometimes the quality is terrible. I get a box. And at one time, I, I remember even going down and have a carry back peppers because half of the box spoiled. Spoiled, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 it's aban- and that's the habanero. That's the and is, yeah, is that a, is that a Western is reds or is habaneros from Mexico? So even that alone, too, is changing the flavor profile, yeah. heat levels, you know, so it's different. So being able to get the consistent supply now from Jamaica. I mean, sometimes run into challenges because you have, you know, weather conditions down there too that, yeah. you know, it's Water, drought, drought, yeah. Whatever, right? So yeah. um, right now, as a matter of fact, even today, <laughs> I'm waiting on a shipment to come up from Jamaica right now. Oh, so, yeah. um, so I can go to production. And, um, you know, prior to that, there was a delay in shipment because supply out of Jamaica was scarce. Yeah. So, yeah. you know what I mean? But nonetheless, at least we have that that system in place that we can have it consistently year round because come winter time you definitely can't get scotch bonnet here. No, no, no. And then that's more cost, right? Like to travel yeah. from. And I see you have lots of vendors, right? You have lots of vendors now. Yeah, you know, I'm in about uh, two hundred locations across Ontario. Yeah, um, I'm from... on the vendor list on your side. I see Ajax, I see Barry, Bedford, Bloor, West Village, yeah, Cambridge. Cornwall, Davenport. Yeah. <laughs> so you can go to the website and see all the locate. Yeah. And the website, nice and thing. You know, like, yeah, like... we try to keep it, we try to keep it very <laughs> tropical. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Keep it native to it. A motherfucker, I think there's like even a there's a there's a picture on one of the uh that we uploaded one time from um Fate Spin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know what I mean? We have to keep we have to keep um keep the culture close, keep our roots yeah. close, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, I love the vision and the branding as well because um people people will remember um the branding, the image. Um, and when I say branding, not just the label on the bottle, but what you also bring to the table in terms of your website is fully functional where I can click. Okay, I'm in Durham. Let me click to see where it's at. Okay, it's at yeah. Foodland. You know, yeah. and especially for our business because oftentimes we see our business as small business and we don't think big. Yeah. How we limit ourselves. So when I see other Caribbean businesses, you know, thinking big and going big, I like that because it raising the bar. Yeah, man. Thank you. And you know, and as I said, I started with a vision. You know what I mean? I had I had a vision in mind when I when I put this thing together. So, yeah. um, and 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 you know, um, a lot of people. I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and he says, "Man, did you ever think that you would have the brand out there like that? You know, yeah, where you yeah. actually you've actually realized the vision that you actually got your brand into me a major grocery chain like Metro or like a Sobeys or a Farm yeah. Boy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I I'm I'm very proud of that. I'm very happy about it, and um, we continue to strive for for more. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, as we as Jamaicans, we we we're ambitious. Yeah, yeah. And so, I think, and I think, you know, that you are going to be our, I know you are, but we're not going to guess ourselves too much. You're one of the blueprint when it comes to sauces. Thank you. That people say, yo, I'm going for this look or we, we you know, that feel or we like a website looking like this, which is a great example, you know? I, Thank you. Thank yeah. You. And you're making that change. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, I have a lot of people that reach out to me from, you know, um, that mm-hmm. younger makers that are coming up, whether is in just in the sauce business, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or um, or in the hot sauce business. And, yeah. uh, you know, I have no problem sharing the knowledge, sharing the experience, yeah. um, because at the end of the day, space is big enough, you know, yeah. for all of us to grow together. And, you know, you might go someplace, for example, and when I heard this, um, it's not my st- statement, so I'm not taking credit for it, but um, one of the bigger play- biggest players in the industry said one day, you know, like, 
you may go somewhere and 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 find um their product or buy another competitor's product. Yeah. You, you know, you 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 run out of it, and then you're in your home market and you can't find that particular product again. So you end up buying what you can find, and that might be your brand, it might be my brand. Nonetheless, yeah. it creates an energy, and that energy um helps to sustain everybody. Yeah. You understand me? So the space is large enough where we can all live together communally. Oh, yes. And, yeah. And, and, and I've seen that. Piece of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've seen that with you Um, the last, no, that wasn't the last event, but the, the one before that we met at a restaurant there on, in Kensington. We went to the oh, industrial yeah. night. Yeah. Right, Lit, right. Uh, you know, Lit Sauce was there and you're friends with all these guys. Because uh, everyone's product is different. Everyone brand is different. Yeah. And if you didn't have any competitor, it would be boring. Sure. Like you saying, Bolt alone couldn't run. Shelly and Praise alone couldn't run. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so we need all these competition, you know, to put fire under our skin so we can always grow and to be better. Exactly. Exactly. And listen, man, at the end of the day, you, you, you know, at, at some point, as, as just like your reference, you know, um, without a race of multiple competitors, yeah, you can't have a, you can't really have a, a successful track meet. So everybody benefits from having multiple competitors in the industry. You understand me? So and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a carbon barrel thing. No, you know, at, at some point you might win the race because I might have a hamstring pull up or something like that. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and I can celebrate your joy. I can celebrate your victory too. So um, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. And then for you, like from like you know, I've seen you. At it. I don't think you had a boot there, the Toronto Show Food Festival. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I was just there, yeah. But you were there, you know, and that's what I like about you because even though you don't have a boot there, you still turn up, you still show up because people will see you and remember, oh, that's Nerpy, that's Nerpy. You still yeah. um network. What's your background um in terms of business? What's your Yeah, so I um I went to Seneca College. Um I did I did um basically three programs there. Uh my first program was accounting. Um Money or <laughs> yeah, so I, I have a diploma in accounting. I nice. uh, went back and, and did some con, um, continuing education, got a, got a certificate in small business management. Okay. And then I went back again and did a business administration uh, diploma program with a management specialization. Okay. So now I see where all this is coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we <laughs> you have, have, have you're applying say, it. Yeah, you have to sharpen the saw to keep it cutting. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And how important is it um, in terms of? you know, getting certified, you know, getting the knowledge from the right place, how important that is. Because some, some people believe, okay, yeah, man, my grandmother make a good hot sauce. I can make hot sauce and that's it. I think it gives you a, a, a fundamental understanding of the things you need to, to have as tools in your arsenal. So, for example, as you're doing your business, you're going to have to create a spreadsheet to, 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 to um, basically even just know the first thing, which is your costs. Yeah. And then to set a forecast. Um, and then to manipulate the formulas within that spreadsheet, for example, as your costs change, because as we are, as you know now, for example, we're living in this environment where inflation is 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 up there. Yeah. So your costs are constantly changing. Um, you know, and so having the business um, background was good to help me like put these things in place because I had the background knowledge to be able to do that. It's just like cooking. You know, I I, I grew up in a kitchen where seasoning food to me, uh, uh, you know, I learned that from you know, from the Jamaica, I work with my yeah. grandfather on the farm. When we come to Canada, I was working in the kitchen with my uncle. I had a restaurant at Western Road and Finch. I used to go in the kitchen and season up food and things like that. So the fundamentals are key to um, the longevity and the also success, to yeah. the structure. Yeah. Um, the business background helped me develop a marketing plan, helped me develop um, a business plan. 
So all of those things, even when I, I went to places and 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 um, sort of took on a course here and there, even just about writing a business plan, for example, how to shorten it. Um, it didn't have to be a fifty-page business plan. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but because I had the background, it was it made it a little easier for me to understand even just some of the terminology and things like that. Yeah, and, yeah. And same with uh, working with some of the um, grocery chains that want you to complete some spreadsheets or. Um, other things that are required for uh, for compliance on their end. So being able to navigate in that space uh, with a, the, the background in business helped me to do that for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I know for sure, definitely, you know, all you're saying and with the background and the fundamentals, this contribute to your success by doing the business so long from 2008, you know, with all that happened with the pandemic and everything that happened because you had your anchor down from early. It's not just, oh, because I've seen people come and go. In yes. business and restaurants, or you know, even small products, because the foundation wasn't set. Because even I started mine, I have to know what's the cost for one label that include print costs and everything. And you know, what's the cost for the bottle itself? What's the cost for each jar of marinade? Yes, and you do your markup and your whatever, and you think about and it's a whole spreadsheet on labor and the overheads and to come up with your cost. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot. Yes, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it, you it, the the good thing about it, when I started the business, um, we were in that recession, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. So I started it without really, uh, um, basically, you know, where where we were in at that point in time with with, with the economy, um, it could only go up from there. Basically, you know what I mean? Oh, because I we're you. in a we're in a we're in a tough situation back then. So um um as we went into COVID now, very similarly, I had to go back to a matter of hey, listen, I have to run this thing as lean as I can to keep my costs as uh, um you know um in line because a lot of for example, a lot of my business on the restaurant side went completely nosedive. Yeah. You know, yeah right. Yeah. So um, you know, with a lot of these restaurants being closed and so forth, I had a whole food service sector uh, or side of the business. We were selling jerk and curry and green mm -hmm. season all in bulk, and that literally went went completely under. You know? yeah. yeah, so um, you know, I had to pivot and do some things differently. Yeah. Um, so again, it just those those um, obstacles or as I call them hurdles. Yeah, yeah. Things you have to kind of understand that are they're gonna be part of the process, and you have to learn to really say, well, okay, when it, when it happened, you have to be ready for for, for jump it same way, you know? What I yeah, mean? and and I love that the mindset because sometimes it's like what happened to you is how you look at it, and the pandemic really and truly was an opportunity for anybody to either go up or under. Yeah, but it's how you look at it because there are so many businesses um started, open, boom. Yeah, all you gotta do was just a pivot, and that's what life you know all about. Alrighty, so. What festival coming up for you this summer? Where will you be in the markets? Uh, Smor Smorgasbord is the next big one, brother. Um, you know what that's about. Uh, yeah. Um, big, big event starting June 24th down at um, uh, Queens Key and Young Street. So uh, right at the foot of the, right, right at the harbor front, basically. But yeah, yeah. Young, Young and Queens Key, right at the docks. Um, so that starts June 24th. And as a matter of fact, this year we'll be cooking there. Last year we just had a booth where we were just selling product. Yeah, this is where we're cooking, so people can come there and actually taste our product. Um, so we're doing jerk. We'll probably be doing some green seasoning. Um, we have probably chicken, lamb, pork. Nice. Uh, we're gonna have some some, some vegan options yeah. as well. Yeah, man, everything gonna be on a smoker. Um, so we're doing it proper. We're not just barbecuing. We're smoking. 
Nice. I love that. Hey, <laughs> it's going to be smoking hot this summer. <laughs> yes, sir. I love that. Um, yeah, man. So, yeah, that's a big one. And then, um, you know, um, right now we're just uh, gearing up for production. So um, after we get everything produced, then we'll start to schedule some other things for the rest of the summer. But uh, that's the next big one. Every Saturday from June 24th to July 29th, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at uh, 7 Queens Key East. All righty. Sound good. So thank you, my bro. And it was good chatting with you. And, you know, I got some knowledge myself as well. So I'm sure the listeners got some. Chef Noel, always a pleasure, my brother. Yes, man. Always a pleasure. All right, thanks, my bro. Take care. One love, every time. All right, cool. It's that time. We've reached the end of another show. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support this podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Remember to follow us on Instagram at What's Cooking with Chef Noel. And to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I am Chef Noel. Until next time, see ya!